It's Jen the Builder. And Corey. And we are on the elevator, and it's the last episode in July. Oh, man. Went so fast. Yeah, it went really fast. It's kind of bittersweet for me. I've been on this, oh, it's the seventh month, and seven being the number of completion. And so, of course, we're going to honor that. And now it's complete. Just about. Yeah. Just about, and we go into new beginnings. But anyways, it was last week we were here, and we're still getting used to that. So lots happened in the last week. A whole lot of. <laughs> my goodness. I don't, I'm going to have you begin, because I need to gather my thoughts on this. Like, well, it's a yeah, lot. Yeah, man. I, I hate to be over the top, but when I say over the top, like, my mind is just way blown for so many different reasons mm. but um and and if you've listened to this podcast you know I don't like to just sit and talk about the band I'll mention things and I'll say you know what we got going on but I, I don't usually tell everyone always about the the concerts and the videos and photo shoots and stuff like that only because I don't think a lot of people are here for that and so I respect that but on the flip side of it, I know there are a few of you who've asked me, uh, particularly, um, or in particular, <laughs> about certain things that, that's going on. And so we did release our EP last week. We did have a phenomenal launch. We did have 7,000 downloads in a very short amount of time. We did have... Just an amazing rocket ship. Did you say 7,000? 7,000. There's that number seven again. Yeah, and I'm not kidding. It was actually 7,654. Wow. As of today. As of today. Mm. So, um, yeah. And, and it's just been one thing after another, after another, after another. If you haven't heard it, I encourage you to go listen to it. Check it out. It's called Less Is More, The Shameless Band. Uh, less is more is the title of the actual EP, and then we have seven songs on there. So, mm. again, that seven number. But guys, um, just appreciate you letting me talk about it a little bit more. And I promise, you know, I won't make it a habit. But I just, I just want to share some good news with you. Can I add on to the good news? Sure. Because Corey and I are firm believers that when things are of good report. You report them. Right. Things that are good, things that bring you joy, like share those things, shout it from the rooftops. And so we're just going to take a minute to do that before we go on to the rest of the episode. So I'm just going through um, the things that I'm seeing on Instagram. Yeah. I'll just, you know, we'll go there. I won't go into everything else. But the comments are things like fantastic beats, Great artist, fire, clap, 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 like a bunch of icons. Um, I actually like it. <laughs> I'm wondering <laughs> I'm if this person doesn't really actually like things. I actually liked it, and I love this verbiage. You absolutely snapped on this. Wow, okay. Does that mean you just like went Yeah, crazy, you did the cool? dang thing. Yes. Um, amazing sounds, good representation of music. What a plentitude of magnificence. Wow. What awesome sounds, really. I enjoy it. Love it. The lyrics are so heartfelt. Keep on grinding. You, you're going to make it big. Um, superb. We may be seeing a glimpse of the future. My goodness. Um, good music. So not a waste of time. <laughs> wow you guys just keep on getting better and tighter and the list just goes on you know yeah man man oh man i and people have their favorite songs and i think in our last episode i said you guys please reach out to me let me know what's your favorite so i'm gonna say this because i mean there have been a lot of people coming to me and everyone has shared that you know, some of them have a list of three, yeah. a list of five favorites. Uh, Cancel Me is definitely on everyone's list. That's the first song there. Cancel Me. Check it out. I love the message behind it. And we'll talk about the message on another episode because that's actually its 
its own topic. Yeah, I'm actually trying to get the three of us, Danny, Michael, and myself together to to be able to be on the podcast to just talk about the incredible, amazing journey that we were on. And uh, that way you guys can hear it from another perspective and not just from me. And again, not to overdo it, but just to, you know, give give some sound understanding. Yeah. Well, the whole episode today, and I, I know it's going to have its wonderful twists and turns, but where we're going pretty much is here's the scenario. You're on a roll and you're cruising right along and you're well on your way to accomplishing some big goals, right? I think everyone knows what this might feel like. You're on your way to completing that major project. Things are going great. And then, bam, something happens. Mm-hmm. Whether it be something you could see or something happens within you and it just kind of puts things to a halt, you run out of steam, whatever that looks like. Those are things that we're going to talk about. Mm. And it just gets some tips and some real talk between you and I. Nice. I like it. Cool, right? So we'll be back. When we come back, uh, we have a question from our wonderful 3,000 questions to learn about me. And me. (laughs) (laughs) And me too. Yeah. All right. We'll be back. Every day. All right, this question, you guys, food for thought. What do you have a hard time visualizing? Mm. Man, I can't even visualize the answer to that. Um, Corey, what do you have a hard time visualizing? As soon as you said the question, I knew right away, without a doubt, I have a hard time visualizing failure. Wow. My mind just does not compute. And I refuse to believe that I'm going to fail. I I, I just, I'm programmed that way. That is powerful. Because I'll tell you, for me and probably a lot of people are listening, some of the things that we have a hard time visualizing, sorry, might actually be success in something. Mm. Right. So this is going to be a very um, intense learning conversation for sure. And yeah, so I'm just going to answer it for visualizing and I'm going very specific. Uh, We just talked about this earlier today. It's hard for me to visualize. In fact, I've never tried to visualize this. I'm coming off every bit of medication I'm on. Mm. You know, and we know that there's one that I have to be on because of my thyroid. Yeah. But I've never even thought about what that looks like, which is interesting. And so that could be the beginning to a big change or a big shift for me if I actually start to visualize it. And those are the things, Corey, that trip me out because, uh, you, you know, I work with a lot of people and I let, I get to ask the questions about, you know, where do you see yourself? How do you see yourself? What does that feel like? And you forget, or you just don't, or I don't ask yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Okay. So, other things that I might have a difficult time visualizing. Um, on the flip side, I can't imagine not working with people. I can't imagine not being able to be creative in things, right? So that's the other side. So that's why I know those things won't happen. Right. You know, but you know what I mean? Because I see it. I know it. And so this is going to challenge me. In fact, I am going to really contemplate and embrace the things that I just haven't even thought to visualize that I've accepted as part of who I am and what I need to do. Yeah. You know? So please uh, inspire me, help me, 
and anyone else about that visualization and the the resilience that you have. Because, Corey, we had a conversation earlier today, too. And out of nowhere. By the way, guys, Corey and I made this vow that after work when we got together, the first thing we were going to talk about would be any issues, anything that we want to talk about regarding us. Mm-hmm. Us as a couple. Yeah. Because we'll talk about everything else and not necessarily us as husband and wife and what's going on there. So I feel it's a, been a beautiful decision for us to make. So you brought something up today out of nowhere that I loved. It threw me back. I had to take a few steps back, actually, when you said it. Yeah, I just realized that I'm learning things about myself that I am now aware of, whereas before I wasn't aware of it. And I'm on several journeys. And um, a few of those journeys, I'll I'll just throw a few of them out. Uh, I'm, I'm on a healthier journey for marriage, a healthier journey for health, a healthier journey for a spiritual life, and a healthier journey for my career. And I just realized it's at certain points in times that I was getting to the point to where I was just ready to quit. But with that thing that's inside me that won't let me fail, I just started really thinking about other ways to reinvent myself, reapply myself, and re-engage myself without taking that that time to convince myself to just go ahead and throw in the towel and, and walk away. Mm-hmm. So we talk about winning, we talk about losing, we talk about successes and failures, and all those things are different for everybody. Nobody's uh, success looks the same. Nobody's right. failures look the same. Mm-hmm. So some, one person may attempt to lose weight and they lose one pound, and that's success for them. And, and we reward and we celebrate with them for that one pound of weight loss in their success. Yeah, it's a scale going in the right direction. Right. And then some people say, you know what, I have 85 pounds to lose and mm-hmm. I'm not stopping until I do it. And that may take, you know, some people a month or a couple of months, some people a couple of years, maybe some people a lifetime. Mm-hmm. But I'm always looking for reward and success in all these things. So that's why it's hard for me to visualize failure, because as long as I have breath, I think I can complete, finish and succeed at what my goal is. And how long have you been? Functioning that way, living that way. Uh, quite honestly, this started at a very early age just because, um, and, and, and this is the emotional part of it, so mm. bear with me. And, I, and no, I'm not going to cry, but it's emotional because I know what this was for me as a child. I, I had both parents in the home. I had a sister in the home. And I didn't receive the kind of support that I needed to follow through with things. So I found myself cheering me on opposed Mm. to relying on someone else to cheer me on. Um, When you're talented or gifted, or you've been blessed with some ability, you know, some people are just naturally gifted in, in singing. And if you're gifted in that way, and nobody cheers you on in your household, it takes a toll on you Yeah. unless you regroup and have a different point of view. And so my different point of view was, I know I'm good. The coaches tell me I'm good. The teachers tell me I'm good. My friends tell me I'm good. But my family is constantly trying to convince me that you're all right but we really want you to know that you're okay with it because we don't want it to go to your head. We don't want you to be vain and big headed and Mm -hmm. and so forth and so on. But people need a certain amount of push to get the job done. So like I said, at an early age, I just began to cheer myself on and allow myself to know you are good. You can do this. Mm -hmm. You do have an ability that some other people don't have. 
Now, did I did I take that for granted and say, oh, I'm the best, so I can just do whatever I want to do? No, I mean that's a whole other set of you know issues that come along with with you know a talent or a gift. Mm-hmm. But I just cheered myself on, and, and that's where it began to develop. Thank goodness that it developed properly and not with this weird, you know, sprinkle of arrogance and uh, cockiness. Right. Which, by the way, it for me on the flip side, growing up I was cheering everyone else on. Mm. And I don't know what you speak of at a young age to cheer yourself on. So that's even just totally new to me, that concept. Um, Isn't that weird? Yeah. How yeah. One, one person can, two people can grow up in a similar fashion, but go complete and total complete different directions. Complete and total different. So, yeah, I've played the part of cheering people on and just didn't think to apply that to me, was kind of hoping for some reciprocation and that it would be returned. But things, as far as being your wife and your business partner, if you're like me who didn't grow up with that, um, in the beginning, when I after you'd stopped drinking and you were focused and I started seeing a different Corey, the Corey that I knew was always there, which is why we stayed in it. Right. And I'm going to say this phrase a couple of times in here. People say, you know, stay in it to win it. And there were a lot of times when it felt like we weren't winning. <laughs> I mean, I was like, man, this is not working. Right. Uh, winning at that point was just being alive for that day. Winning at that point was being a, being able to stay under the same roof mm-hmm. and still say we choose to be husband and wife. Right. You know? So anyhow, when you started coming out, right? Um I thought, man, <laughs> this guy is arrogant. This guy feels, you know, appears to me like he thinks he can do no wrong. Now, that that's not what the what it was, but that was my perception because again, two very different people and it's showing up out of nowhere. What I've learned to appreciate about you is that you're confident and like you said you're not cocky and you've never ever said I'm the best. But you know what you're capable of and you excel at what you're capable of. You know what I mean? And then you grow and then it becomes something more. And that which you don't know, you're not afraid to find out. Mm -mm. And you're not afraid to put out there what you need. Right? So for someone like me, um, your inspiration doesn't waver. Right. Your inspiration is consistent and constant and you know what it's about. My inspiration can waver. Okay. uh, Because I'm not going to explain why it just is. No, I I understand. But before you move on, let me ask you a question, Jen. How does it feel to always cheer people on and never to get cheered or not never, but in that instance where you were wanting it, how did it feel to not reciprocate or get that reciprocation? Man, it just felt like, you know, don't don't you care about me? Mm. Doesn't it matter to you, you know, what I want to do or what I am doing? Right. And yeah, it just really confused me. And then so one could say, or you could say, so why don't you just cheer yourself on? <laughs> I'm just, I was freaking tired. You know, it was exhausting. It was exhausting to... Because it was more than cheering. And it that's the thing. Cheering is, you know, I'm here supporting you. I'm by the sidelines. You got this because you were totally able to do this. Right. My cheering, because of my culture and, and my place in, in the whole family, was I support you. And here, watch me do it with you. Or sometimes watch me do it for you. Mm. You know what I mean? So... That's just rocking my world right now. And let me explain why briefly. It just, the light just came on how much work that is and yeah. how draining that could be for one individual to be constantly trying to cheer people on, lift people up, build people up, and getting no support, little to no support. And then when you attempt to do something, it's just crickets. 
that that has to be taxing on on an individual to a a level that we just can't fathom. Number one, and then number two, how do you push through that? So I I really want to know how do you push to the point to I mean you're very successful. Mm. You have, I mean I could go through the accolades, right? But you know what you have and what you've done and what you have uh, have accomplished. How do you push through that? You dig deep. And I know that sounds so cliche. Uh, you just know that it's in there. So where you would naturally, that's your natural preference is to, it's what you do is to be confident and to never see you fail in your mind. Uh, I have to know that it's in there and hold on to that. Mm. You know, um, I guess that's all I could say. And I've learned through time that there are people who support. So first, let me just say this. What I was doing was not cheering people on. It was tearing me down. It was weighing heavy on me. And it was something I volunteered for. I just want to say that, you know, like that was nothing that was imposed on me per Mm -hmm. se. I signed up for that. And I just learned that I had to pull back. And I learned to look at, who was actually supporting me. And I changed my definition of cheering me on because Corey, you're a big, you're a big support. And there are times when I go back to my old ways or my old way of thinking. And I'm thinking Corey should be doing this for me. Corey, you know, needs to step up and he should, you know, volunteer to do this. And so that's when I'm in the grip And that's when you'll see my inspiration start to decrease, my confidence start to come down. And being married to someone who is very high achieving and high producing and just does, um, you're, you're a very special person in that. And to be one and live life with someone like that, you know, it can be like, man, uh, not that I, I do have suck days though. And I don't know, I've never used that term with you. I don't think I use it in my journal. Today was a suck day. <laughs> you know, like I, I don't know how else to explain today. So for you that are listening, I have never <laughs> heard that term, ever. That's the first time I've heard that. Yeah, that's my little code for it was just a day. Yeah, I got know? it. I got it. <laughs> so... I mean, I have tips and I know we're sounding very extreme on Corey's always this way. Jen is having extreme challenges and there are days when there are extreme challenges, but here's what I've learned too, to answer your question, Corey, is that in it to win it, I've had to change my definition of win it at times. Like today I'm not hitting those big goals, but today I'm moving the mark a little bit or today I didn't go back. I'm where I'm at and my mind is still there. I still could see these things. And, you know, this podcast has been on for a while and I know I've shared the stories about, you know, you not drinking us quitting smoking and you were years ahead of me on the smoking. I just couldn't get it. But I remember we talked about it all the time and talking to you and talking out loud about seeing it happen and what it was going to feel like, and why I was tired of doing it right now, and why I didn't want this in my life. Those are important conversations to have because it keeps it fresh, it keeps it real, and you know, it it's something that you look forward to. Yeah. Let let me let me talk about this just a little bit because you brought something up that really rung home to me in my hardest times, my darkest moments, um, the conversations. Uh, the conversations with others and the conversations with myself, the mm. honest conversations, not the 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 surface stuff and not lying to myself like, oh, it'll be all right. You'll get through this. I'm I'm as much as I don't like to see failure and don't visualize failure. That's as much as I talk to myself about success. Sure. So for every time failure tries to rear its head. I have crucial conversations with myself Mm. about what that looks like and how it's not going to happen. And so when you talk about the drinking and the smoking and and how 
I got through that, that was a plethora of conversations with myself. And those conversations were brutal. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wasn't easy on myself. I, I don't have, you know, nice conversations with myself when I need to change things and get things right. If I'm, if I'm doing something bad or stupid, I really have to be hard on myself. I mean, let's talk about stupid real quick because most people are like, oh, he called himself stupid about smoking. We were flat broke. <laughs> flat broke. Like it didn't get any broker than we were. And I was figuring out ways to drink and smoke. Sure. Selling things I didn't have any business selling. Mm-hmm. Doing things I had no business doing to get alcohol and cigarettes. So those conversations had to take place. Like, what are you thinking? Right. You're potentially taking food out of children's mouths. You're potentially mm. taking food, uh, money out of bills that need to be paid. Is this addiction that serious for you? This is stupid, Corey. You have so yeah. Those were the kind of conversations that I eventually had to have because it was that extreme. Yeah, yeah, and that's a good point. And I'm we're gonna rock the boat a little bit here because I've talked to people that you know don't like to call things that people are doing that you're doing. You're not calling what anyone else is doing stupid, but you're able to call what's going on in your life as such. Yeah, and people respond to things and people need to hear things in order to snap out of it. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's important that that's the conversations that you've had to have. I mean, they're critical. Critical means what they're urgent. It's urgent. emergent. It's like, this has to happen. And if you did, this is stupid. Why would you do this? You said, you know, and I've never heard you say that out loud. And that's real talk is at that time, spending that money. If you know, it could have taken food out of the kid's mouth. Absolutely. And yeah. that's even hard to say as parents. Mm-hmm. That's addictive behavior, though, right? And that's why we're calling that stupid. Yeah. <laughs> because and for you're no going to lose your family yeah. if you don't get this together. Yeah. So what I love about speaking about resilience is it's the ability to get unstuck. Because let's face it, we get stuck. And, Corey, do you get stuck outside of that era in your life with the drinking and, and smoking? Do you ever feel stuck? Well, so here's the deal. Once you remove that addiction of, see, when you're in, when you're in the grip of addiction, Mm. it's hard to do anything. Yeah. It's hard to think. It's hard to react. You're only acting because there's a need, there's a deficit in your, in your physical body that you need to um, get that drink or smoke Mm -hmm. inside you so that you can function so it's always just an action it's never a reaction and so it's hard for me to get stuck now because i'm always thinking i'm always on my toes and not the tip top of my game but i'm i'm enough on my game to know i need to take care of this Mm -hmm. you can't let this Mm -hmm. fall by the wayside you got to take care of this if you don't take care of this it'll take care of you you know what i mean that's just the way and that's good stuff because you're talking specifically about addiction. And as you were talking, I was thinking, what is this equivalent to? So for people who say, I don't have an addiction, I don't, we all have I can't relate to that. Right. And it's, well, this is really about habits, habits, right? You're the f- habits that you have, the habits that you're trying to form. So, whereas you talk about things immediately, critically, when you see it happening and you kind of stop it right when it starts, some people, including myself, like, uh, I don't want to deal with this right now. Right. It's way too heavy. It's way too serious. I'm already going through this. Let me just turn on some Netflix so I don't have to think about anything. I just need to be taken away. And, you know, again, everyone is their own person, unique to them own, own selves. For me, That's my way of escaping completely because there's such a thing as taking a break and stepping back. And there's such a thing as not wanting to deal. Right. And so one day begets another one and another one before I know it, I'm like two years in and have just totally put it out of my, my mind because now it's become a habit. Yeah. 
right? And and I'll give you some simple things because you know uh, addiction on the level of drugs and alcohol seem like something that a lot of people just can't relate to. But let, let, let's talk about the person that is late to work every day. It's a form of addiction. Let's talk about the person that can't go a day without coffee. And so you say, well, is that bad? Is it, is it, if it's getting in the way of your pro- productivity and progress, yeah, and it's potentially making your career um, suffer. I mean, and 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 I've know people because I work with people that have this this thing about being late to work. They can't uh, promote because they have too many right, and not to be mean with the people. Wonder, I wonder why. I can't make any moves. Right. Yeah. So there's another perspective, right? As you're working on getting unstuck and sometimes getting stuck could mean you're blame shifting and you're not taking accountability to your point. Yeah. So it's to pause, remind yourself why you're there in the first place. Cause I think deep down inside, we know it's just hard to admit when we're our biggest enemy and things that we're trying to pursue things that we're chasing things that, you know, we really want. And it it can be very debilitating. And I use that word on purpose because I have had moments where I'm stuck to where there's no movement. Right. Right. And so what does this look like? How is this different with you, Corey, people who know you follow you and are, and are your friends, they know that man, it's like, okay, this is done. Got it. We're celebrating on to the next. And people who know me know that about me too. What they don't see is the behind the scenes stuff. And where, as my husband, we pause for the conversations with me because I'm having a feeling <laughs> or feelings and I'm calling it a feeling. And, you know, for my, for my, Female friends out there who are menopausing, the struggle is real. I have never, and I, we probably should have someone who specializes in this because if you're not menopausing now, you will be. And I wish someone had told me what this felt like. It makes, sometimes it just makes you feel like I'm going insane. I, I don't know why I'm feeling this way. Or you just have those I feel completely down and beat up. And um, so those are those moments, you know. You know, again, my world is being rocked and and it's for some of the most uh, normal reasons why I'm being rocked right now. Because I'm, I'm taking into consideration that I will never understand what menopause is like. But that's a part of... And and I'll, I'll even go politically correct. Oh, well, that's part of some people's life. Mm-hmm. They understand it, and I never will. Um, but then there's a a flip side of that because when you become, when you reach your maturity, you go through this thing where you your cycle begins. I'll never understand that. Mm-hmm. And so to know that these are things that you have to not only navigate and deal with you you have to do this with your job and your family and your career and all this other stuff going on at the same time i don't think we all take stock in that i don't think we all take that in consideration like how much of a heavier load that could be on one person right yeah and we all you know different stories and i even in the beginning of this of uh, this episode you'd said I'm on multiple journeys. Yeah. And I, you know, that's not normal language for people. It's, Oh, this is my journey, but that's how beautifully intense you are. Like Corey is on multiple journeys, like, (laughs) and all, and you listed it and you, but you had one goal for all of it. And that's a wonderful perspective because sometimes it does help because things get so blurred and mixed in and, 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 combined and you can't sort it out because it's so together you know what i mean and that's a great perspective 
you know, this is my journey for this and this is my journey for this, you know? Um, so yeah, it's such a beautiful mind, really. Even, even this, someone told me, my coach told me, Jen, I'm going to challenge you to do something to practice having a new different perspective on things. And he said, don't journal. He's, you know, he's all paint, color, read a book, go somewhere and drive and, and take a walk somewhere new. I'm all, what? Don't <laughs> journal? Because that's become a habit, right. right? So, and that and that becomes a thing. So he, he's encouraged, if you need a new perspective, because we're talking about new beginnings, as we come to a close with, with seven and all. By the way, that shocked me when you said that, because I'm like, what? what? Don't journal. Jen has right. to journal. What are you thinking? <laughs> she can't, she can't yeah. exist. <laughs> because that becomes a thing. And now that we're talking about it, that can mess with my mind. Like, oh my gosh, it's part of my morning routine. I haven't journaled. And then what? Those are things that can make you start to feel stuck because, man, I'm not winning today. Uh, how do I do morning routine without it? We have to be flexible along with staying the course. But if we're talking about change, how easy do you really change? And I didn't realize, I'm like, when he said don't journal, in my mind, initially, you know me, Corey, I'm quick with a comeback. Like, oh, no worries. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and, then, and then when I thought about it, you know how my face gets when I'm like, huh? What? Yeah, and I, yeah, exactly. I scratched my nose like, what'd you say? I'm like, ooh, that that's a that's a tough one because if I'm not journaling in a book, I find a form of journaling in my phone in case you know with time and and restrictions I can't journal in my book. Yeah, pretty crazy, just how that small shift can change things, right? Yeah. Um, any tips, Corey, that you want to add for someone right now who's feeling stuck and can't vis or can't visualize something, you know, can you've shared so much. It's been a treasure and just so many nuggets in this. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I have lots of things that I do personally that, you know, I don't recommend for people to do everything I do because it might not work for you. But right. if it does, then, you know, great. So one of the things that I'm very uh, comfortable in doing, it's not meditation, but it's, it's, it's listing and then talking it through. Mm. So let, let's say someone is struggling with um, doing homework. Right. Okay. I, and, and this is good because I hated doing homework so much to the point to where I would wait till the day of class, even when in college, the day of class, I'm cramming. And, and mm-hmm. But if I know that I need to do that and I hate to feel that pressure of not having the homework done, I just simply say, OK, tomorrow you don't have anything to do. You should probably come home. And by 4.30, be doing your homework. That was just enough encouragement for myself to come home and, and, and do that. Okay. Because I wouldn't plan to do anything else. And I knew I wasn't going to do anything else if I didn't plan to do something else. Because I'm not the kind of person that says, I'm just going to turn the TV on for a little while and sit down and, and relax. You right. know what I mean? And <laughs> that's not what I would do. So that's why I say it doesn't work for everybody. Right. So you intentionally make space yeah. for the thing. Okay. So I want to ask you some questions, if you don't mind, on you know what you have to say about it or how your mind works. And I'll, I'll do the same if anything comes up for me. Okay. Um, but how do you stay motivated? Like, how do you remember why you're doing it in the first place? If I'm in it, then I'm in it to, to do it. I'm not I'm I'm not involved in anything that I'm not trying to complete. So if I'm on a mm. weight loss journey, I'm in it to lose weight. But if I'm not trying to lose weight right now, I'm it's just a, a hot mess. And right. when I say a hot mess, 
I'm not conscious of what I'm eating. I'm not counting calories. I'm not looking at portions. I'm not concerned about what time of the day I'm eating. It's just not, and people can talk about it all day. And oh yeah, I'm going to the gym and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I'd be like, good for you. Great. Keep up the good job. That's not where I'm at. I'm doing something totally different right now. Yeah. And that could be very good or very detrimental to you because if you're just in that not care space, you can kind of go overboard and do too much damage to yourself. Mm. Yeah. So your motivation is what got you there to begin with. And like you said, you're in. Yeah. So let me give you the flip side. I think this is good. I, I don't know if you know this stuff about me. So because I'm not the natural cheerleader for myself, and I always say this, I'm social. I'm social. I need to do this with somebody. And that's a hard thing to admit, that it's like their inspiration, their encouragement that keeps me going. Right. So that's thing. You and I are very different that way. You can go solo all day on 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 a project or whatever it is you're aspiring. I'm like, Corbin, I want to go with you. Well, but Jen, I'm not going right now. But okay, so I'll just go when you go. <laughs> you know? And what I what I appreciate about you though is that like even today you said, Well, what do you think about us going you know, to the gym in the morning and what days work for you. So you see the need for me to have a partner, an accountability partner, whatever that is. Because, um, yeah, it's like group effort, one for all, all for one. It's yeah. just how my mind works. Um, as far as reminding myself about things, why I started in the first place, I just remember. So, like, for example, we we're going to talk about weight loss. That seems to be one of the themes here is I just remember how it felt to be healthy. Um, and it's going to sound like I'm trying to be funny and I'm really not, but I think I can actually do this for stand-up comedy if I ever chose to do it one day um, for fun, just one night, you yeah. know, get up behind a mic. So it might be just a, a one, one, it would feel, Never mind. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, we digress. But what I'm saying is, is if you've never been a big person or, you know, let me tell you, there were times when I had to hold my breath to bend over to tie a shoe. When you lose weight and you eat right, I was like, oh my God, I can bend over and I don't have to hold a breath to do that. Or I can see body parts that I didn't remember <laughs> having. Like, it's like, well, hello there. It's nice to meet you again. And you can use your imagination. But see how even when I talk about it, my face lights up because it feels good. I remember a laptop did not mean a laptop to me when I was bigger. I didn't have a lap to put the darn thing on. <laughs> so... All that to say that those are things that I love. Those are things that I enjoy. The ability to cross your legs if you wanted to in a cute skirt with heels. You know, anyways. So I use those things to remember why I'm doing this in the first place. And to be more serious. To be healthy. To not be bedridden. And now to come off medication. Right. Right. Okay, next thing is, how do you mark progress? Do you mark progress, Corey? Like, do you stop for a mile? Like, are you, do you set milestones? Are you most cheering the, yourself along the way? Or do you not cheer until you get to the end? Most of the time, you know, if, and, I, and I'm just going to tell you the honest truth. Most of the time, I'm just head down, full steam ahead. Mm. And when I get a moment to think about it, I'm like, oh, let me check. But I, I don't have this, okay, I'm going to go five miles and then check, or I'm going to go a couple of weeks and, and then check. I mean, of course, on a weight loss journey, you get curious every once in a while and you want to see, you know, the progress. Mm. But if there's no marker in that to say, oh, I'm going to do it at this point, sometimes I'll go, a day, 
Sometimes I'll go a month and then, you know, check my weight or whatever. But it's just about the task at hand and making sure it gets done. Yeah. Last thing. Uh, mental health is so important. Taking a break, stepping away. Is that existent for you? That's where I struggle. That mm. You want to talk about some issues? I, I really don't know how to take a break. And that's that's the problem. Like when my, when I'm in the depth of the music thing, I don't know how to walk away. And I'm and I'm pushing myself. I'm having that conversation now to know when to walk away, to know when to say, "Okay, enough's enough. You've done everything. You know you can't write, produce, play, sing, um, be the label, be the artist. You know it's really really difficult. So you just got to figure out how to do that and that's that's what i'm working on that's and in that in real time like as we speak i'm working on that mm-hmm. i remember there were a couple of days <laughs> this is sad there were a couple of days in the past year so this year i can count probably in one hand the very apparent moments of you taking a break and i it wasn't even breaks that I think you thought you needed. It was just your body saying, okay, I need you to take some naps and you're not going into the studio today because this right now feels really good to just come off it. Yeah. You know, and it was, it was for a day. I think the longest was a weekend, which was great. And then you just got back on it. Right. So there's so many things here, you know, because to get unstuck, you can get stuck and always producing, always producing, always going, 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 which has worked in your favor 98% of the time. And then there's the 2% where you need to get unstuck right. of always keep going. And then I have some issues on the opposite end. What I am happy to say is that we get there. Yeah. What I would like for me to say in the future is that where this normally would take me six months, it took me a month. You know what I mean? Because sometimes there is five months of just trying to figure things out. We've used this analogy a lot when we worked with youth. Um, The Israelites went through the desert 40 years, 40 years. And it is known that this trip should have taken them 11 days. 11 days. Yeah, I'm not trying to be in the wilderness for that long. I like a a quick, short journey. I just like... (laughs) (laughs) I've always loved that that, um, actualization and just the realness in that, like... 40 years because of the whining and the getting stuck and not listening and taking heed and all that stuff. And, you know, we're about to celebrate some big milestone birthdays, but we'll talk about that another time. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, 40 years is a long time. I I want fast track, you know? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, you guys... We know it's so funny. Someone told me, Corey, even now I'm thinking I got to hurry up and get out of here. But the whole point was we were going to, you know, finish when it's finished. Yeah. Um, And someone said to me, Aaron, actually, Aaron, if you're listening, hey, girl. I seen Aaron today. I did, too. She's looking amazing. Um, her number is four, but that's another topic. She says, it's so funny because you, you used to do two episodes for about 22 minutes and now you're doing one episode for 44. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, talk about creatures of habit. Yeah. Right. See, cause there we are. So sometimes, you know, and I'm saying this out loud cause I have to remind myself if it's shorter, it's shorter. There's not a minimum. There's not a max on this. It's just about, being able to talk about things as completely as possible so we don't leave people hanging and not talk too much to where you're like, all right, already, wrap it up. Yeah. So we're going to wrap it up. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone, for sharing your thoughts with us and cheering us on. 
I really want to make that a point as we end this episode. Thank you for cheering us on. And uh, we feel it. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels Amazing. good. It's yeah. encouraging. It's like, wow, how blessed are we that we have the support that we have. And I love the grace that we're given to you because <laughs> people know we sure are not perfect in all of this. Um, but man, we have nothing but the best intentions. That's for sure. So yes, people, I'm putting a plug in here. The album is called less is more by the shameless band. Share your favorite songs with us, please. We love to hear about it. And I love to hear about the feelings that people are talking about and the joy that people express. I mean, you could see it in their face. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. And we're actually, and I say we because, you know, hello, I'm part, part of, of Genco Sound Company, that management company. Um, you guys are performing on the 30th. On the 30th at Solario Brewing in Rancho Cucamonga off of Archibald. We would love to see you come out and love to play one of your favorite songs. Mm, you guys do it so well. Well, thank you. Go ahead and cancel me. And oh my gosh, people have said this. I want to end this with this. Do not try to put this group in a genre because I'm all, I don't know, because everyone has asked me, what genre are they in? Because it sounds like blues, rock, country, jazz. And you are correct to all of that. It's just the love for music. And the love for people. So thank you everyone. And you know us to take the elevator. We say look up and let's elevate. elevate. Every-